Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. This is a very, very, very rare. Re- I was getting the feedback from the show. <laughs> hey, it's the fun it's of a, live, right? Yeah, the most, the most awkward show ever. I'm starting to talk to you. I start to talk the show, then like five seconds later, the uh, my voice comes back to me. I completely turn me sideways. But anyway, welcome everyone to the new media show and a very rare Friday recording. I have a full schedule over the weekend, so Rob has agreed to hang out with me here and do a show uh, Friday afternoon. I am in New York City <laughs> in the Big Apple, as they would say, and uh, I'm taking a lunch break at five o'clock in the afternoon, Rob. Oh, good for you. <laughs> It's about time you took a break, Todd. You've been on the road. I asked you where you were, and you had to think about it too long. I knew that you were on the road too long. <laughs> yeah, I think I said three cities before I actually said where I was at. So it was kind of uh, hilarious. But uh, anyone, anyway, welcome everyone to the new media show. And before we get into a lot of the discussion points on uh, this, some of the announcements made by or some of the revelations that we've learned about Google this week, um, I just – you saw me vent earlier today. <laughs> Yes. Rob. And um, words it was flying all all over the place. Yes. Yeah. And it was all because, you know, there's a YouTuber out there that I, I really like. Yeah, and many people uh, have some folks they follow on YouTube, but this guy is pretty well world renowned. His name is Casey Neistat and mm-hmm. or Neistat. And I, I say Neistat, Neistat. I think it's Neistat. And, uh, yeah. And he's starting this uh, new initiative that I'm really, I'll be honest with you, I'm really excited about it for video creators in New York. It's, uh, and it's called the 368, and um, it's basically addressed to their building in New York. And he's, um, him and his wife started a podcast today. So I'm watching the YouTube video, and now this guy is like ultra creator, creator rights, Retention of, you know, building your brand, you know, all this stuff that uh, I love and talk about a lot. And then I saw who he decided to host with, and I said yes, a few, uh, a few choice words. And I'm thinking, what, what are you thinking, Casey? And it, it's largely because of this. Now, Rob, I, you know, we we both are, you know, in the heavy hierarchy of podcasting companies. And, you know, let me ask you, does your terms of service kind of read like this? By submitting user content through the service, you hereby do and shall grant us a worldwide non-exclusive, per- perpetually irrevocable, royalty-free, fully paid, sub-licensable, and transferable license to use, edit, modify, including the right to create derivatives works of, aggregate, reproduce, distribute, repair, prepare derivative works of, display, perform, or otherwise fully exploit the user content in connection with the operation of the service, the promotion, advertising, or marketing of the service, or any other purpose. You agree that this license includes the right for you to use Anchor. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. That, I, guess, that terms I don't of know ser- what to say. That, I don't know what to say on that, Todd. That yeah. terms of service, that terms of service is an anchor for sure. Your content's anchored. Your rights to your content is anchored. You give up rights for advertising because it's anchored. Um, it just goes on and on and on. And, you know, I've been, I have been been told from time to time I should not I should not be talking disparagingly about uh, you know competing services 
But I wish Casey all the luck in his show. I hope he has has a great, fantastic show. But does he know what he has agreed to? Well, that's the key, Slice. Todd. Is it's all about awareness of what what you're signing up for with this stuff. And you know, it sounds like those terms of service aren't something that most podcast creators would be willing to accept if they really understood what they were signing up for. So I think he just didn't understand what he, he just saw the next shiny thing, which is anchor and thought that it was just like all the other platforms that are out there that are respectful of content providers. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't appear that that is the case here. So, and it's not a disparagement, it's reality. And it's, the it's fact. reality. It's what their, it's what their terms yeah. of service say. Yeah, it is exactly. the fact. It's right. So you we know, can't but be I get, sued I, for slander here, Todd, because all we're stating is the truth. As long as it's true, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm reading, I'm reading their their terms of service from their website. So um, as of what is today's date? Today's April twenty seventh at five oh nine Eastern Standard Time. So you know, it's you know, when I read that kind of a terms of service, and it's actually been talked about quite a little bit this past week in Facebook. Um. It just reminds me back to the Omevio days, you know, and uh, that was the type of, uh, you know, sorry, Adam, but yeah, that was kind of the type of terms of service that Omevio had was this, you know, uh, like uh, bonding, uh, you know, content owning type of, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. type of terms of service. So, you know, again, I'm I'm happy for him. He's creating a podcast, but as a creator in the space, um, well, maybe maybe he'll read the terms of service. Maybe that'll invoke some change over there. I don't know, but uh, and th- yeah. those types of terms are not in my terms yeah. of service. I mean, Todd, and I think if you back up and you look at the big picture of this whole thing, you know, uh, Casey is a he's a big talent right now. You know, big, he's got big. a got a got a big name out there. I don't know that. Uh, anchor's terms of service is really going to anchor him um, if he ever decides to do something different. I think that would be unwise for Anchor to hold him to the terms of service like that because he would that all that positive that he that Anchor got out of the relationship with him would go probably go out the window. So uh, and and who knows that may trigger you know a boycott or something or whatever that could fall out of that. So. I think he will be able to freely move wherever he wants to go. And I know a lot of people are looking at Anchor as really kind of, you know, and I'm starting to look at it as a little bit like a YouTube of podcasting. I mean, it's it's like easy to get in, easy to get kind of trapped over there. And, and you're kind of like, I, I, I don't know, Todd, do you know, can you move off of Anchor onto another platform easily? Like a uh, we've moved three, 301 redirect, or do you have to start over? I'm not even sure. Uh, we've moved some people, and I'll have to check with the support team on how successful the 301 is if they've actually implemented. I think they have. have they? They'll do okay. it. Oh, that's I think good. so. Yeah, but you yeah, have to ask so, for it or something. It's not built into yeah, the yeah, tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it's. But you know, here's the thing too. So again, those are what they can do with the content that's on there. I, it doesn't say anything about them owning the content, but it. Those are some pretty – well, I had someone tell me – It gets very actually, close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had someone actually – a creator lawyer looked at those terms, and he was like, oh, my God. And I I can't even use the word on this show what he uh, – how he described those terms. But it, it, it is what it is. 
Welcome yeah. to the podcast, everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jump right in the fire here. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that Anchor is doing is is they're they're trying to make things really easy for new creators, and I sure. I applaud them for that. And in a yep. general sense, um, but then again, some of the things that they're doing is is there's usually a trade off, right? Uh, when you provide too much convenience, you kind of can go down a path and. A, that's not good. And one example is what they're doing with, uh, you know, with Apple podcasts is they're, they're saying that, well, we can get you into Apple podcasts automatically. Well, there's only one way to do that and it's not the best way. And I know we've probably talked about this before, but, mm-hmm. um, they can submit you into their, their, like their network page in, in iTunes and that can get you in. But guess what? That locks you out from being able to get into the podcast connect area to see your metrics. Yep. So there's a trade-off and, you know, we could have done that and too, but yep. we chose not to because we wanted their content providers to have full control of their shows. You know, and in it, in it, I guess it's the afternoon for me to kind of, you know, have my blood pressure go up a little bit because I had a new podcaster brand, I mean, brand new launched a show yesterday, emailed me and says, what is this? How did someone get my new email account address I've only had for two days and send me a poaching email. And um, so literally, Rob, this show launched yesterday about uh, 4 o'clock Pacific, uh, got into iTunes um, sometime today, and then within literally two or three hours got an email to an email address that's only been used like Three times, or like for less than three days, and got an email saying, "Hey, we see your new podcaster. Uh, why don't you come over and use us instead?" It was a, I mean, an absolute poaching email. And this company's been doing this for a long time. It's nothing new, um, and um, and I don't think they're going to stop doing it. Uh, but it's it's you know we all compete for business, but I'm not going to go poaching, uh, you know, just going you know sending unsolicited emails to to new podcasters saying come over here, um, you know, if someone contacts us and asks about our service, sure we're going to we're going to sell to them, but if you know I'm not going to go over there and you know scrape a list of new shows uh, through Apple or even through our own site and then. You know, email blast them. It's to me, it's just uh, it's it's the wrong kind of message we should be having in the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's much better if you can number one have podcasters come to you because you you're offering something that um, has value, <clears throat> and and then you know then it's up to the podcaster to decide where they want to to live and where they right. want to function, and that's. That's that's what we've all I think tried to operate in in the podcasting spaces. We've all created tools that enable people to move freely and and to be able to transfer their audiences and to keep those and and we as platforms all compete with each other based on you know how much value we bring to the content creator. That's right. So that's right. That's 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 the name of the game anyway. So you know trying to trying to compete like that is probably not the not the most ethical way of approaching the the matter, and it will piss off people. <laughs> so hence my hence my blood pressure rising, and yes. so I, and I had to, you know, and and I was in a in a mood this afternoon. I guess maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe I'm getting used to the taxi cab drivers yelling at people <laughs> or something. But so I uh, I uh, 
you know, I fired off an email to that founder. I said, listen, you need just stop. You know, this is, you know, this is not, I said, it looks, makes you look desperate and um, you don't need to do this. And I'm sure they will rightly ignore my email or uh, maybe uh, give me the New York high sign and then we'll, we'll continue on in our merry way. But um yeah, but in better terms and more fanta- – actually, in good news. <laughs> yeah. Man, Google, I'm, I'm, I've been doing backflips all week, all yeah. week. Well, it's yeah, good, I haven't, bro- it's haven't good broke my neck guys, yet. Yeah, it's good to see those guys kind of coming to the plate you know, and doing some interesting stuff. So it's good. Yeah, there's been some announcements, and some of it is not real, not necessarily new news because some of this yeah. we already knew about. Yeah. Uh, you know, specifically about having specific uh, information in your header of your website in order to get you know, basically Google to uh, index your feed, and you know, some of that stuff has been out for more than a year. And I know that we've supported it in uh, in PowerPress for a while. As a matter of fact, some of these latest announcements gives us some initiative to go back and. Make some updates and some changes, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm very very pleased with this first round of news and information. Um, you and I talked quite a little bit before we started the show today. To you know, you're trying to get a handle on what exactly they have done here, mm-hmm. and um, you know, besides, we can get into the, some of the technical stuff. But w- what's your first read on this? You know, you're not a, an Android user per se, but what's your first read on this? Well, I, I mean, I have been spending time with the Google team over the last year or so, so I'm not surprised at what I'm seeing here necessarily. But I also, like like you said, Todd, I think some of these things are very kind of, um, they've been evolving. They, it's not like this was a huge kind of like move for them. I think this is just kind of like it's an evolutional thing. And that's, that's uh, I think, how Google's going to approach this. Um, and, it, and it makes sense to... The good thing, the really good thing that I'm seeing here is that uh, they're not caching episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at from that perspective, that's not to say that they they won't at some point. Um, and I'm not sure what that model might might look like. Um, but it just uh, the the initial impression that I have here is that what they're doing is they're blending um, this next generation technology. And if you back up and you look at the bigger picture of what's happening to the web and mobile apps is that more and more development is being pushed towards what's called universal web apps. And I, I think that's what we're seeing here is the next generation of, um, of web experiences integrated with an app experience. So, um, so, you know, you see search results from Google that give you an opportunity to play an episode, but I don't believe that people are going to play episodes in their search results. So there, there's gotta be some linkage with some sort of a, a web app experience that gives more like an Apple podcast type of um, experience, right? That has more functionality, better features, the ability to subscribe, um, to to have like a shortcut on your Android um, screen desktop of sorts. Uh, and that's what they have here. And then you get into that app and you have like featured areas of content and and kind of maybe the ability, and I haven't seen the ability to, download yet but they do use that word subscribe which tells me that uh, there's probably some download component here that uh, is available um but it does make it look like they're they're enabling easy playback of episodes on your mobile device and that's huge and i think what we've looked at is you know and i've 
course, been talking about it with Angelo, and we've been, you know, dissecting every word, trying to make sure that we understand what they're what they're good here. But if you think about it, Google for years has really prioritized text, images, video yeah. in the Google search results. So with Google's new podcast strategy here, a podcast or audio is going to join this elite class of content. And it's going to enjoy enhanced ranking on Google search. So, <laughs> dun da da da. So, what does that lead to? Well, that that leads into what I've been talking about since podcasting was a mere baby in diapers. Of you, record your show for your audience, and you write your show notes for Google. And this is going to be everyone's on notice. Everyone is on notice. One paragraph. Mm-hmm. of show notes in your episode is nary enough. Um, and uh, I think this is going to bear some fruit. We'll see how it plays out, that having your podcast feed originate from your website or at least the metadata within that RSS feed, uh, sending you back to your website instead of your host is going to give you some advantage in the new Google search advantage. So, you know, I just, uh, for us, uh, you know, at least for my uh, company and what we've been promoting, there's really no change our podcasters have to make. They're, they're dialed in already. They're good to go. And, um, and I'm sure the rest of the hosts are going to have to make some tweaks here and there. We'll see what happens. And, uh, but um, it goes, again, back to this strategy of, and, here, and here's who's going to be impacted. It's going to be the the SoundCloud type podcasters who don't have a website. It may be the anchor type podcasts that don't necessarily have a website. They may be negatively, and again, I'm saying maybe, maybe negatively affected by this uh, by this change and by you know Google's king. Google's the eight trillion pound gorilla when it comes to finding content on the on the interwebs and. You know, part of my strategy for years. You, you, this is nothing new to you. I've been, I've been pounding the doggone sideboard on this forever, saying, "Listen, listen, listen." And some do, some don't. Those that have, congratulations. You're you're on the gravy train here, and get ready to add listeners. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have to convince me. I mean, I started out in this industry, in the technology industry, as a search engine marketing consultant. So I spent well, I know. a lot of yeah. years. Working, uh, trying to optimize websites and things like that for, you know, back in the early days of search, back when there were search engines that aren't even around anymore. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it, it's something that's fundamental to content discovery, and and and, and I think Google's tapping into this in a in what appears to be somewhat of a new way. So this is um, different, and I think what we're going to see is um, other other companies do th- something similar, but. You know, there's no bigger player in mobile than Android and Google. So this is probably the the change that we've all been waiting for. Now, granted, Todd, as you talk about uh, what they're doing here, they're actually finding um, your RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. And because that's where the data is coming from. So mm-hmm. um, they have to be able to, to see those RSS feeds. Now, granted, people have been removing RSS feeds off their websites for a long time. Um, so, you know, I think the big question is whether or not that is key to having this work with Google is it's more than just having a good web page. Uh, 
it's that you, you got to have your RSS feed um, indexable uh, and discovered. And I don't know if Google has addressed this issue or not, or if there's a way to submit your RSS feed to Google for index, or uh, they're just picking it up organically off a of search. Results. No, no, it's it's you have to have a certain specification in the header of okay. your uh, homepage. Okay, and, and that, uh, that links to the RSS feed somehow. It it does. Okay. So. Yeah. Now the, for those, and I would just give, uh, you know, for those who are using PowerPress, we put that in there for you, and it's been in there for about a year. But um, okay. we do have some work to do because if you've got more than one feed on your site, it we have all those feeds listed in that uh, in that call that Google has um, basically dictated. But they've kind of since clarified and said that there should only be one, you know. On my site, I've got six feeds in that header information, you know, and so far I'm not being penalized by Google on it. They're tracking it all. So we're going to have to go back and make some changes. You'll be able to designate which header you want in which page or if you have a category show or, you know, you know, because some people have more than one feed on one website. So we're going to fix that for the content creators. But yeah. Um, yeah, there is a way to make this call and it has to that has to be in the header of the website. So if you don't have a website. Uh, you know, unless your hosting provider does something to comply with this. Yeah. Um, well, I think then, that's probably what needs to happen next is that all, all these platforms right. that are offering like a show page need to be mm-hmm. optimized for, for this and have a, yep. have that little code that's in the header that basically makes all this stuff work. Um, yep. yeah. So, you know, there's an interesting parse that's going on here. There's there's the search results that show up with a, a link to the web page, right? It, let's say you mm-hmm. have a .com for your for your mm-hmm. podcast, and that shows up in there. And then below that is episodes. So you're kind of combining the website with the episodes. But then in the web app, all it's showing you is the episodes. So that's right. So they're they're parsing this information into two different. Um, Content discovery experiences is what it looks but like. But here's, here's the kicker. And depending on how the RSS feed is formatted by your hosting provider, if you click on that link to come back to newmediashow.com, um, you may end up on hosting.yourhostingcompany.com's page instead. So there, again, yeah. there is you know some issues here that the hosting connect providers are going to have to deal with. Now – um, again, I'm, I'm sorry, Rob. I'm like, no, 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 I'm like, we're done. We're ready. You know, I'm, I'm already fixed. So I hate to, I, I, <laughs> no, no. I know I just yeah. made some people mad, but no, you know, fine. so it, it, it's, it, it, it's like, okay, we're good. And I, I'm horrible to say that I'm sorry, but I, it's like I said, I've been pretty gleeful <laughs> all week, but I think that, um, <laughs> That never happens, vengeance. Todd. Come on. Vengeance is mine, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it's well, it's, it's fundamental to content Ven- discovery. And, yeah. the, and, and what you're saying really kind of plays into the fact that a lot of what they're doing here is not really new. Yeah, so. and it's not vin- it's not vengeance. Vindication. He has more, that's Vindication. The that's right. Um, but, you know, here's the more important part about this. You know, Google's strategy includes creating your own content for the listener based on their needs and listening habits. So, for example, um, 
your podcast about travel may be curated to listener when they're traveling or using Google Maps. Other podcasts uh, or news and weather uh, might then be curated during a normal commute. And Google may also then remember the show that was last played to allow a basically a listener to continue where they left. Now, this is the important part. Google remembers where the show was so that when you're in the car listening on your phone and you walk in home and your your Google Home device will pick up where it left off. So or or Android is, Auto, right? Or right, or vice versa, right? So yeah. this is uh this is big and this integration. I've always, you know, we, we achieved this long, long time ago with being able to just take our mobile phone from the house to the car and continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. But in the early days, yeah. you know, you couldn't be listening on the web browser and walk to the car and pick up where you left off. That was not at all possible. So, you know, we, we've, we're achieving that at this point. And, um, but again, it's all, again, tied back to search. And as you said, this um, app-like experience in a browser, I guess that's the right way to say it. Um, well, but, it's you not know, in a browser frame. It's not in a browser frame, right, right, per right. se. But, it, it, but it's being powered by the browser. Correct. It's it's yeah. using the, um, the the comms in the browser or the the linkages to functionality in the browser mm-hmm. to, to drive the web app. So which will yep. have more advanced capabilities. It's it's part of the, what the HTML5 code base that they're they're basing this on. So having playback functional features in the browser. Uh, is being used, utilized here. So, and yeah. and you know it's and they're already talking about audio search optimization. So, mm-hmm. you know that's a word that everyone's poo pooed us for a long, long time on. Oh, you don't have to have your RSS feed to be optimized for a search engine. Well, we did that three or four years ago, and um, so now uh, people are going to have to look at their their RSS feed as uh, to be optimized mm-hmm. for for Google for search you know for the search engine finds and um, um, you're going to have to be you write good titles and good show notes and that's all going to translate and you may want what's on your website to be different than what's in your feed and um, so you know this is all stuff that we've planned for and and I'm just again I'm backflipping here. And it's still unclear what's going to happen to Google Play. Um, and oh, I think they announced, aren't they getting rid of it? Well, that's clearly the, the feeling that the company has towards Google Play is, as far as the Google Play podcast area was definitely not something that um, the Google team was proud of. I'll just put it to you that way. So it wouldn't surprise me if that kind of went away because that is a, a, a um, caching platform. And this appears to be moving the opposite direction from that. So, Rob, I, I know you're under NDA with Google, but should we expect more? Because are we going to – okay, I'll just hypothetically ask you this. Should we expect a, an, a dedicated app from Google? Well, I think we're seeing the beginnings of it right here. So I think – Okay, you didn't answer I the question, Mr. Seen. Politician. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because so if you think again. about it, I mean, even even um, even company like Microsoft and I believe even Apple are working on similar practices here of trying to blend the web with apps. So, 
I mean, if you think about it, we live in this ping pong world of mobile apps and websites, right? Where we're bouncing mm-hmm. back and forth between these two huge platforms and it's not very efficient and there's capabilities that first party apps have or, or, um, or apps that are written for a particular operating system. And, and I think what's going on here is, uh, these apps are going to be the browser. I mean, if you think of Chrome, you think of even Safari on, on, um, on iOS and the edge browser on windows. Um, I think these are all analogies. Those browsers are being used as the code base for the next generation of apps that are coming. Well, well, I took my Android phone, I subscribed to my show, it allowed me to create an icon on my Android, just like an app would reside, mm-hmm. right on my Android um, yep. display, yep. and when I click on that, it loads my podcast, I can play, I can, it's all there. So, in essence, what's really happened here, and this is the beauty of this, every single podcaster now has an Android app by default. Now, there's a couple of steps to get there, Mm -hmm. but it guarantees you don't have to have, you don't have to pay anyone for an app anymore on Android. No, that's right. It's it's built into the browsers. So, so. Audience, do you, do you get where this is coming from? How big this is? Yeah, you know. So if you get this, you know, get your fan base, and you say, "Listen, you just, you know, just go into the into the browser, search for the show, you know, Google search it, subscribe to it. It's going to give the option to create a shortcut on your desktop. Do that. You're done. Mm-hmm. It's not as clean as the podcast an Apple, where you just say subscribe and one click subscribe and you're done. But in essence, what they've done here is they're given content creators the ability to say this is how I want my audience to listen to me mm-hmm. and they'll promote it. Yeah. So you know, win win chicken dinner, we're good here, you know? Yeah, I think uh, uh, this this may be the beginnings of um Google's solution here. I don't I, I don't have any confirmation that there's this is it. Or and there isn't more coming. I have no idea. So um, there could be some element of this that this is just the beginning stages. Um, oh, I would I hope I would hope so. I think yeah. it's the first stage, but still, it's better than where we have been. And again, some of this is some of the piecemeal of this has been coming for a year. So that's what makes me wonder how much of this did the Seattle team actually get invoked on the Google search team, or how much was this done by the Google search team, and then now the Google team in Seattle saying, "Okay, this is the good progression strategy." I don't know. It's hard to say. They, I mean, I'm under NDA, but they they don't uh, they don't disclose that much even to people that are under under NDA because they know mm-hmm. that that people still talk. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right, right. So I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But um, oh, you know, this is big. This is uh, with Google Search to me, and I, and I, I've told this. A hundred times on this show that Google search is purely responsible for ninety percent of my my Geek News Central podcast mm-hmm. growth, mm-hmm. just because I've got almost well now close to sixteen thousand articles on that website, 
and I get a huge amount of just native traffic that comes to the website from Google on every stinking page, there is a, uh, you know, there's ability to subscribe to the show. Now, here's something that I'm trying to figure out that I saw a hint of today, and I need to find the information. But apparently, there is a new way to create a subscribe link. So I haven't found that yet. I need to go back through and dig through this stuff some more. Yeah. But apparently there is a new new subscribe function that's going to work here. Yeah. So one thing, Todd, I know you, you have an Android phone handy there, don't you? Is that what you – It's actually – it's in my bag right now. I don't have it turned uh, on. Sorry. Because okay. I'm just curious if um, if in the next operating system, if there's going to be a podcast icon that comes installed as a default. Um, that's – it. It has but, to be if if they yeah, I mean I mean if that's the case and we're not like having to have users go in and search for a podcast right mm-hmm. find the mm-hmm. podcast and then that's that's the only way they can discover content that's or get the app is to actually find a podcast first and then that triggers the install or the availability of that um, universal web app or if they're going to default install it to the home screen of every Android device that links to that that web app. So well, it could um, it could it could be three ways. It could be yeah. search, find it and subscribe, add to the right. desktop, mm-hmm. come to my website, click on the subscribe button, add mm-hmm. the link to your your display. Yeah. And number 3, they have and this is key. They want to double podcasting. They have to include a podcasting something app, web-based player. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. It has to be there just like Gmail is and 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 Safari, not Safari, uh, Chrome, and all that has to be right there in the in the Google, uh, kind of you know, mandatory of icons, right? Yeah, that man, those mandatory ones that Google's requires the OEMs to carry. Without that, they, they they won't double. Yeah, yeah, I think it. That's the key here, and I think you know, it, as I talk to those folks, I, I think that's certainly a big issue that I'm I'm going to talk about with them is just the, the availability of it. Because then then we come back to to the issue that's always been there that um, then then the whole discovery thing, and then. If there's a featured area, then you know how many people are actually using the featured area to discover new content they want to listen to. There, this is a word of mouth medium, so you know maybe that's what they're recognizing here is that people, if they hear about a cool show, they'll immediately go to Google, do a search for that show name that they heard from a friend, and that's how they're going to discover podcasts is through Google search. So, but if you imagine this, Rob, so everyone that's listening right now, if you're in front of your computer, just go to google.com mm-hmm. and enter the name of your show, mm-hmm. hit search, and hopefully you're in the you know top five or you're number one in the search results. For new media show, I'm, we're number one. And in that menu, if I'm looking at it right now on my desktop, just in my desktop, not my mobile phone, I see all news, videos, images, shopping, more. Now, my understanding is that's going to change. That's going to be all news, and then there's going to be a new one. Either says audio or podcast. It's going to be add to this top hierarchy in Google search. Before video? Well, maybe after video. I don't care. 
I don't care. After images. I don't care. <laughs> long as it's in that header. Long yeah. as it's not more. Yeah. As long as it's 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 if it's if it has equal ranking at the top. Oh man. Well, Google <gasps> many many years ago had audio in that top level. One, you know, well, th- th- this is back in the mid two thousands. They have so if that comes audio if that there. comes if that comes back game over. We're we're doubling. We're 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 going to add millions of listeners. It's, but that could also happen. be Todd. I mean, if they use audio, that could be music too. That could be other. It could be audio books. It could be other other stuff. If it's podcasts, if oh, it that would be like podcast. That that'd be even better. Like drinks are on me. So really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of drinks, Todd. Was it like well, it just eight thousand drinks? Just, yeah, can just for you that? and me, though. Oh, just for you and me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if we get a million new subscribers, and yeah, we're all drinks on all of us, you know. Yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. Yeah, but but in reality, though, right now, most shows, if they've done their due diligence, they're number one when they search for their show name anyway. Yeah. And That's so you know they're, but still, if someone says. You know, I've often clicked on images. I've often clicked on vi- videos. I don't yeah. ever click on shopping. But again, all we need is of the mil- no, of the billions of searches every day. Let's say one half of one percent click on podcast. Yeah, it's just no, no, okay. One percent of one percent. Okay, just <laughs> let's just use that number. Yeah, think about the millions and millions of. People that are going to get exposure. People are laughing, but do you know how much Google search traffic there is? <laughs> I know billions. Yeah, billions let me let billions. me let, let's see. Average search, average. Plus, Google. also, Todd, what is this? Uh, how does this connect up with YouTube too? That's the other question. So let's say that you you do a show, right? That's audio podcast, but you also do yeah. a YouTube version of your show. How's that going to be? It, is that going to potentially show up in here? I, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting question, especially when you think about yeah. some shows producing video on YouTube, as well as you know they publish their audio on yep. YouTube too. So I, I don't, you know, so, it, Google is sitting on a powder keg of opportunity here for the podcasting space. All right, so average searches. Okay, let's just do it on a per second basis. Google processes over 40,000 search searches every second. Yeah. So, if we take okay, 1% of that if my math is correct here is 400, right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, and then if we take 1% of that, that would be what? 4? Yeah. So, okay, so so Four potentially searches per second. A podcast. A, a podcast. It's just if one percent, one percent of one percent of Google's global search engine traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so that's okay. What is that per day? That's four. I don't know how many seconds there are in a in a day. Time. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I'm gonna have to do it the long way here. Four <laughs> <laughs> times sixty. That's two hundred and forty. Ooh, that was a rough one. Times sixty times twenty-four. So three hundred and forty-five thousand potential search exposures per day 
to podcasting. If that's only if 1% of 1% of global Google searches clicks on the podcasting or audio link. Yeah, yeah. Now, what does that turn into conversions? It's hard well, to say. Over, it's hard to say. But over time, see, this is the – here's the thing I keep telling you, okay, just like my show. Over time, on average, my show, my search results bring me at Gate News Central approximately 1,000 new listeners a month. Hmm. Just from search engine, Google search traffic alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a lot. And it could be more than that. And what happens is, is is when you do a long show like I do, people roll off. I lose people every month. They go away for a couple of years, and then they come back. Mm-hmm. So the number progressively gets bigger. But oh, I, I, are people – hey, audience, are you starting to see the potential here? <laughs> are, are, are you starting to understand the strategy here? Yes. Of the importance of blogging when you're not podcasting and to write good show notes to get the Google traffic. So, Todd, do you know, is there a, a resource in Google, have you seen it or not, that uh, that talks about um, how to how to deploy uh, your podcast to fit into this new ecosystem or this evolving oh, ecosystem? Give it two weeks and there will be 55 mastermind courses on it alone, Rob. I know that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I want to get something official out of Google is what I want. I'm looking for. Well, they do have some guidelines, uh, you know, and, base, and those have been on for a while. That talks about their their spec. There's a spec page. Yeah, I know that they have uh, some stuff up there for Google Play. Uh, and I, I think it's the same thing they're quoting for the current system. But you know, here's the deal. He, you know, here's the in the end. Um, this is not going to be hard for people to implement, but they're just going to have to start paying attention. And for those that are, ah, there's losers in this in this in this race. So, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, cho- choose your choose your strategy wisely. Okay. And I and I think. And once people start thinking about this and understanding, you know, we, we live and breathe this every day, Rob. So um, for me, you know, this is like uh, this is like hitting a lotto with what we're hearing and what the – now, this could all go south. They may never – if they don't put that podcasting or audio link on the Google main search engine, yeah, okay. So this is – this you know, the backflip turns into a head smasher. You know, it's this is – yeah, it, 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 you know, this could all dry up. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't think so. I think we're on a steady course of improvement. That team understands that there's an opportunity here, and I, I think they're going to tap into it. It's just, it's just how soon and um, how how much they actually communicate with the community to get uh, the all the content on board properly. So I think mm-hmm. that that's that's going to drive a lot of it. Yeah, I just did a quick search in in Google for resources on uh po- podcast specs for Google and I I don't see too much official that's on the new side. Uh, yeah, and there's nothing really new, but what you need in the headers been well established. You know, that's been around for a while and I'll 
I'll see if I can find the link and put it in the show notes. Yeah, but it's most of the resources that are up on Google right now are, are in support of, still in support of Google Play. Is what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. And the only reason, so you know, Pacific Content got this interview, and they put the, you know, they, they strung this data out over five days. They could have done it in one, but they were definitely looking for the traffic here. Yeah. Um, and I don't blame them for that at all. And um, trying to, there was a page in this specific content. Content, there was a link to that page because I I clicked on it and said, oh yeah, I know this page, but I. I should have marked it and hadn't. Um, But, you know, also they're talking about adding a donate button in these search results, too. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if, you know, there's a donate tag that's been adopted by a couple of apps already that we've included, but there's no spec yet on what the tag is going to have to be to get that donate link to show up. So they're going to have to define that as well. Tell us, okay, what's that tag we need to put in there to have that donate tag show up in this new Google experience? Um, okay, so I found an area in Google. It's called Podcast Overview. Uh, you can enable your podcast to appear in Google search results along with individual episode descriptions and an embedded player for each. Yep, yep. Found the same page. We were right behind each other. It's the is it's it's the Google Search app uh, version six point five or higher. That's what it is. What they're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. here, and that's key too. So if you've got an older phone that hasn't been updated, then it won't support this because first phone I tried this on it didn't work. But I don't so see depends. anything new that Google has posted about any of this either. No, no. This is only anything. The only thing that's been talked about here that is a new from Google is what's being said in this interview. Yeah. Well, and also what appears to be kind of, kind of like a, a a web app experience, which I, I don't think mm-hmm. I saw before. Um, which which it looks a lot like a Android app. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, surprise, surprise. Yeah. So, yeah, and this header information is not, and what I'm talking about folks on a header information is they require a, uh, a, basically the ability here to, um, if you use any tags defined by Google Play or iTunes extension, be sure to include the Provi XL, M, and S attributes. So that's in there. And then, of course, there's some other stuff that uh, um, should be in there as well that's in most default default uh, headers of, of the website. So, oh, that's actually for the RSS feed. No, no, no. I'm looking for the information for the website. Dedicate a whole page. Oh, there's a dedicate a whole page with the elements described below. Okay, so homepage requirements. So there's another page, Rob, that talks about homepage. Your podcast must have a homepage that clearly describes what the podcast is about. It must fill the following requirements. The homepage must have the following HTML element somewhere in the page code. And it gives you a link, and it basically your your podcast name and your podcast RSS feed. So this has to be in the header of your uh, of your website. 
And uh, it does say the homepage cannot have another. In other words, it doesn't want two of these elements in there. But like I said, so far, they haven't been hammering on that. But but there is this homepage requirement. Yeah, I see that here. It's yeah, I can see the header information. You include the podcast name. It's in a title tag. And mm-hmm. then next to it is a href reference to the podcast RSS URL. Yeah, uh, and from that information, that was what feeds the six point five Google mm-hmm. search app to populate that. That's what fit, feeds that monster right there. So it's again, it's not getting it all from the RSS feed. It's getting again this key inf- this this triggering information from the homepage. Yep, which has the RSS feed in it. So it, it, right, Google can get their hands on that right right away and display the episodes. And that's what's mm-hmm. really going on here. Is it's I'm I'm sure it's not caching that. It's probably pulling it dynamically. But yeah. But you never know; they could be mm-hmm. caching everything. Who knows? Not the episodes. I, I don't think they're caching episodes on this. So, so overall, I'm, 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 I'm happy with where they're going. And you know, time will tell on how all podcasters and different sites and different services are going to to make out. Um, you know, probably the again, the probably the biggest losers on this is probably going to be the the SoundCloud uh, podcast because they don't have a podcasting team no more. You know, they didn't even implement the new Apple tags yet. So um, they're the ones that are kind of stuck in limbo here. They may be the, the biggest impactors on this. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, I think that's the biggest news of the week. That's for sure. I mean, I, in some ways it's not new. That's the that's thing that's interesting. Right, 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 right. And we kind of yeah. laugh because, like I said, we've had yeah. this homepage header information implemented for over a year so for us this was not new but maybe we just didn't talk about it so sometimes you know well we do things sometimes advantage of the podcaster maybe don't fully talk about it because it gives our podcasters a little bit of advantage mm-hmm. well todd are you have you been thinking about podcast movement much here we're last. Actually, it's funny because uh, that conversation came up on Tuesday with our team meeting. We were talking about yeah, everything. We're going to have to get prepped for that and T-shirts and yeah, yeah everything else. I, I'm I think we're going to have a. I've got an idea on the T-shirt, but we're going to run it through our our marketing company and let them design it so we can have some fun with it. But yeah. I'm sure it's going to have that serial killer theme. <laughs> 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 well, how did that work out? The serial killer's theme, Todd. I mean, For NAB, did worked, you get that? It yeah. worked out great. It worked out great. The the people we had because um, I was keeping track. I was asking me, "How'd you hear about us?" Oh, your email. She says, "When I was asked, was I a serial killer?" Of course, I had to read that email. It's like yes. So, uh, and and of all the people we had, I think I've said this already of the literally thousands of emails we sent to people that were attending NAB, I only had one person come back and kind of like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they didn't get it, but everyone else did. So, uh, yeah, if if you guys didn't see it, we used the, uh, our theme for NAB was, are you a serial killer? And then we had a little verbiage below the the card that 
because we, what we're looking for is people that are, will create, uh, you know, podcasts that are serial killers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's, well, it's, it's that whole storytelling phenomenon that, that was so hot down at NAB this year. It's like everybody right. was into, into storytellers. Yeah. So, Todd, are you familiar with this, this Pippa.io website? Yes. <laughs> you are. Okay. <laughs> you you seem very very hesitant to uh to uh, talk about I, this. I didn't say them by name at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> I got a uh, we have a listener that made a comment about it um in the threads of the comment here. Cauldron Oh. posted in here about it saying that they uh I guess they're slamming blueberry listen and speaker right now for some reason. I don't know, in some article. Oh, or some well. some email exchange of some sort. So oh, Todd, maybe I, it was my maybe it was my email to them saying quit sending the poaching emails. Oh, that's okay, that's the poaching email folks. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's the same folks. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I haven't really looked around these guys' uh platform much oh that's wonderful so where are they where are they blasting us oh that fun instead of replying to me and i don't know cauldron where are you seeing that email exchange what was the context of it uh yeah he said i need to forward you the email exchange that i just had with pippa they slam blueberry lipson and spreaker Oh, okay. Hey, send that to Todd at Blueberry.com. I'd love to see that right now. We'll talk about it right here on the show. So it's – it's <laughs> no, they, they're they the ones that are sending poaching emails. So I oh, – you know, okay. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he sent it to Rob at Spreaker.com. So. Oh, okay. I'll let you read it, Rob. <laughs> Are you shifting the responsibility for this one on to me? Okay. No, no, not at all. But uh, you know, you know, we, uh, Rob, uh, Rob Walsh, Rob Greenley, we all have fun with each other. We all compete against each other, and we compete with Podbean. We all do it, and you know, we trade customers, but we don't go out and talk bad about other companies. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, not generally. You're right. No, no. It's not like it never happens, but. <laughs> well, we do. We have our own philosophies, right? We do. And we have our own ways of seeing this world and other people right. agree with it. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's okay. It's a, just a different philosophy. So, you know, my philosophy is you have your own website. It's, you know, it's, it's, this is not nothing new. You have your own website. You have your own dot com. You control your own feed. You control your own brand. You know, Libsyn is. You can have your own website, but post on Libsyn and we'll hold your feed. You know, that's that's the difference. And then Spreaker, you guys have got live. You guys, you guys do you do everything, but and you do live. So it's just different stuff. So yeah, come on. Yeah, we all kind of like have our strengths and our weaknesses, and it all works out just fine. So, Todd, I did send you that that email from, uh, I guess, it's an email that came from the CEO and co-founder of the company. 
thought you'd be. Which one did you, which one did you send it to? I sent it the to Geek, Geek News. Oh. Geek News. Geek News. Yeah, are you not in that? Oh, yeah. Okay, here I am. So I see where they, they're talking about Lipson, but I haven't seen them mention Spreaker yet. So they're up to the Minic Analytics? Well, they're not NAB compliant then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just be quiet here. Okay. It is really after my minute. Oh my God. Okay. That's great. Every, every podcaster I've spoken to is thrilled to move away from Lipson. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't see him dogging me. I don't, but yeah, I don't they, see him dogging me. But, but no, but they're, they're talking. Definitely Lipson is and, getting dogged here. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about Lipson stats. Uh, hey, Pippa, feel free to um, join the IB and um, and join the fight that uh, that Spreaker, Libsyn, Blueberry have all been battling to maintain uh, and to develop uh, podcast measurement guidelines that allow companies like yours to compete equally in the space. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't. It's, you know, go ahead, go ahead and get on Rob's bad side and start talking smack about him. You know, I just I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. <laughs> it's not a good idea. I'm sure. I'm sure you saw Libsyn's announce that they've been dramatically overreporting their numbers. Disappointing news. Yeah. Pippa's team is deep technical expert from working at TED and iHeartRadio on their web and analytics services, and we believe it's critically important for podcasters to get accurate stats. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, they fixed they, – they came in – Rob had to make changes to their stats in December to fall within the measurement time guidelines that was being dictated by the new podcast measurement guidelines to look at a 24-hour window yep. as as the measurement of of choice. And, and, and all, all, all the companies that make this compliance change, they they see a hit, you know, it's everyone. Not, it's not a, it's not always a pleasant process to go through for the platforms. Because no. they have a lot of upset customers because either the, their numbers drop or they go up, but usually they drop. So, and that's so for the average podcaster hard. that doesn't listen to a show like this or doesn't listen to the feed or isn't following, they'll take a statement like that and say, "Oh my God, their stats are are wrong." Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. well, whatever marketing ploy you want to use. That wasn't the by the way. That wasn't the email that I uh. Uh, I saw mine wasn't like that at all. So mine was just a pure poaching one. But understand there why why they want to do like that. I, I hate to talk bad about them. Well, it's not it's not so much that it's it's just what you know how people kind of unfortunately kind of misrepresent other companies for their own advantage, and that's what's wrong about it. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. I see where. Yeah, he keeps talking about how people have switched over from other platforms to his. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. We have people that switch from platforms every day. Yes, we do, and that's perfectly. You get 
okay because it's up you to get, what, the, what the content provider wants. Yeah. Yep, you get some of mine, I get some of yours. It's all horse trading. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. And it, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we're going to get some comments on today's show. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we always get that. Oh. And let's see. What else is going on, Todd? Anything else? I don't. You've had a good, good, good trip through the East Coast. Everybody's. I, out- Happy yeah. to see you. Yes, I'm tired of wearing suits and ties. Um, that's one thing I don't have to do in Hawaii. It's short and shorts and t-shirts or uh, shorts and golfing shorts. It's much funner to be dressed like that instead of being wrapped up in a tie every day. I I don't you know I don't understand this uh, uh, this fascination with uh, uh, dressing to the nines in New York. I guess I'm just been a little bit too long on the on the West Coast where it's a little bit more loose. But, uh, yeah, and I'm cycling through dry cleaning bills and having stuff turned around in a day because, yeah, I, I don't like wearing a suit more than a couple of times. Sure. So so I've, so what have you heard about Pandora lately, or is that not something that you feel comfortable talking about? Mm, no comment at this point. Okay. All right. They've made a lot of public statements about them entering this space. I think it's. I think we'll see some movement on it maybe a little later this year. I think yeah. when they get their new platform ready, I, you know, they've been public about that. So, yeah, yeah this whole new genome project that they've been putting out mm-hmm. information. It's the same. It's it's just another example of a music platform taking well. You know, let's do what we did with music, but with podcasts, and and hopefully that'll work, right? I don't know. Right. I don't, you know. may not work. It may not. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. But, uh, of course, you know, the Spotify non-submissions at this point, you know, that's still on hold. So we've got a few more weeks of waiting for that to clear up. Yeah. And uh, so I think the the angst on that has kind of calmed down because people are knowing we're in a holding pattern right now and it's really not our fault. Well, it's everybody. It's not just, you know, Oh, I know their show is the problem. You know, it's everybody's shows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, we, we ran against that really fast, built up a whole submissions process and, and I know you did too. And, and I was just like, hurry up and then stop. (laughs) And then wait, hurry up and wait. That's a military thing. Hurry up and yeah. wait. Because yeah. <laughs> what it was is each one of us were submitting them thousands of new shows to ingest into their system. And they were like, we told them. And, of course, when we first told them, how many shows do you have? And we told them. They're like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and we're like, well, how many actually host with you? And I'm like, well, why? Well, uh, you, you can only submit shows that you only host with you. And I was like, oh, man. So, but still. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. you know, tens of thousands instead of uh, hundreds of thousands, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think anybody has hundreds of thousands of shows. Well, we have platforms. full directory. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. not. I said yeah, tens yeah, of yeah. thousands on hosting, but but if you know, we were. I was trying to position it like I can submit everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can get every we can get everybody on in one full. You know, I was trying to look out for the community, you know, and yes, it, you they, were. that. Yes. 
data can I say data dump it is yeah I'm so well I, I don't think we I, I don't think we've ever talked about this topic how many years ago we both kind of worked on or thought about this project of, and you wound up doing it and was building up this complete catalog of podcasts and uh, you know that was years ago that we talked about doing that we're yeah, talking about doing that for Microsoft because back in those days I was trying to keep the Zoom podcasting platform alive and and I was trying to give the company Microsoft an alternative to uh, have a complete catalog. Um, and we kind of happened yeah. upon it by mistake. You know, we kind of like we got to a certain number and I'm like, Angelo, why don't we just do the whole stack? And he's like, let me look at that. And like two weeks later, he's like, I just added 182,000 shows to the directory. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just grown from there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, did you guys have to build a whole kind of like parsing engine that was, I mean, that was the big challenge that I came across because I was trying to, yeah. uh, trying to build something myself at one point and where you had to kind of like stage the, the process of ingesting new episodes. Mm -hmm. yeah. That I think that took them like two weeks to do. They actually had to spend a lot of time on that because um, not all co not all show not all feeds get delivered equally as well. And then you run into people that are completely out of compliance and have you know this twenty five meg RSS feed, yeah. and that or they have uh, album art that's uh, six megs in size and. You know, so you have to – you're not going to store a 6-meg file for a single show. You're going to have to convert that and, you know, make it into uh, something more reasonable. So you had to do all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot that went into it. Um, but uh, so right now it pretty much runs on it's, – it's automated. It's, you know, we don't even really have to do anything with the cron jobs run and it, it updates and pulls new shows and and parses them in and – yeah. And people can claim them. Yeah. So, how strict was your parser in uh, in 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 breaking on uh, syntax errors? Are you pretty loose on that? Because uh, I to be honest with you, Rob. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. uh, how strict yeah. he is. I know that you know that we often will get a question: How come I? RSS feed hasn't updated or how come my feed hasn't updated yeah. in the directory and we'll go in and look at it and sure enough, maybe they'll have a error on their feed and we say, well, it's not updating because you've got an error. So um, they yeah, go in I, and fix that. Yeah, because I found, you know, try, trying to work through this problem too is that there's just a lot of feeds that have a lot of errors in them. It At least yep. years ago. It's probably less so now because I think most people are hosting on kind of platforms like, like yours and ours and, and – and Lipsons and some of these other ones and that have worked out a lot of these problems that can happen like from characters and things like that in your description. No, yeah. no one is immune. No yeah. one is immune. Every service still has feeds that go bad because believe me, podcasters have this tendency to be able to break stuff in amazing ways. So, um, you know, so every time you see something new, you're like, wow, how did they figure out how to do that? And then you got to code around it so it won't happen again. Um, yeah. But they're finding new and innovative ways to break feeds. Not as much, though. <laughs> no, I don't hear about broken feeds as often as I used to for many years. I mean, even even back when I was working on Zoom and stuff, that I was constantly having to reach out to content providers that sent me their feeds. And I just say, well, my 
my parser won't parse this feed because it has a syntax error in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a common problem, but I, I just don't hear about those problems as much anymore. So, you know, since good. we bought ca- since we bought cast feed validator, we get a fair amount of traffic through that. So I can see, you know, we we can log the actual error and uh, kind of keep track of trends. And uh, it's pretty amazing the amount of weird stuff that's out there that happens. But uh, mm-hmm. um, well, when people a lot have of, a lot of people that are self hosting too, it's it's a it's surprising to me. I you know, and actually we met quite a few of those folks down at uh, mm-hmm. Bonfest. I don't know if they come over and talk to you too, but uh, where people are hosting like on GoDaddy or they're hosting on some other, um, you know, HostGator or someplace like that, and they're they're generating their own RSS feeds and all this stuff. To, they're just self-hosting, and there's still probably what a third of the podcast space that's self-hosting, and that's not necessarily just uh, WordPress sites. But I would imagine that's part of it, right? I mean, Todd, that's probably something that you guys deal with a little bit too. I would imagine. Well, you know, we, yeah, I can only look at our ecosystem, and there's been some reports out recently, but I don't think it accurately captures everything. The, you know, we track about seventy five thousand shows that use PowerPress, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and um, from that, that's those are essentially websites that are. You know, on a, they're on their own self-hosted WordPress site, and they and but they may be not media hosting, self-hosting, but some of them are. But I don't actually have a total number of people that still hand jam their own feeds. I I think that number is probably very small. Yeah, because yeah, you know, there's beyond that. Yeah, yeah, there's a few a few hardcore people, but why? You know, whenever someone tells me they are, I kind of look at them like, "Wow, you're a rare bird. Come in, let's talk." You know, let's. <laughs> well, that's how that's, that's how both of us started in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure I I did my fair share of cut and paste and editing. Yeah, absolutely, because there was no other way to do it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and how many broken feeds did you generate every? Well, yeah. don't even talk to me about the number of hosting and shared hosting accounts I had to have. I had to move my show every three days because I ran out of bandwidth. With you know, so you know, <laughs> my wife is popular like, show, Todd. My wife is like, "What is this three hundred forty dollar bill I'm getting every month?" Well, those are my nine or ten hosting accounts that are renewing monthly, so that I can keep the show on the air. And you get that cross-eyed look, right? You know, <laughs> being told, "Remember, you got a two year plan to get this." You know, people just have no idea the yeah. type of money we had to spend to get these shows. You know, you got to show the got popular i went to fifty thousand listeners about went broke you know so (laughs) it it, you know it was hard it was hard to do this in the early days yeah i mean i had to i had to create my own server network i i had four co-located web servers (laughs) when i started doing this in two different co-location facilities just to host my show and to host a bunch of other shows too. So I was actually doing a lot of like the same thing Spreaker does today <laughs> with my own <laughs> servers when I started doing all this stuff because it's exactly what you were saying, Todd. There there wasn't any platforms out there. I mean, sure. No. <laughs> I mean, back when I started doing this, there wasn't Lipson. So, no, no Lipson existed. Yeah. That there was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I had to buy my own server. Plus, bandwidth back then was extremely expensive. Um, I would I would get yeah. 500, five hundred my average hosting account had 500 gigs yeah and like i said to, to to move the show i was only encoding at like 24 kilobits per second 
Yeah, and make I was the file as small. Sixteen k, twenty four k, thirty two k. Yeah, and I was streaming it on on Windows and and real um, servers back then. <laughs> and make the smile file as small as possible because not only did I have to store it on the web host, when I ran out of bandwidth, I had to re-upload every – I had a script that run that moved all the new files from host to host to host. So they would – I almost made my, my own mirror and it was the only way I could keep the show on the air because I'd be watching daily. I'd be checking every couple hours. Where's my bandwidth? I get about 480 gigs, yeah. and then I would run a script, and it would update the hosting links on my website mm-hmm. in order to – oh, it's insane. I mean, what we <laughs> it, it, everyone just say thank you to, you know, you know oh, Todd, yeah. I don't know if I told this story <laughs> or not, but where I started – Doing my show, um, my uh, Web Talk Guys show uh, back in 99, that was hosted on a little desktop computer, Windows computer, under a guy's desk in an office. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's where I had that well, hosted. I would FTP into it and I would upload my, my, my shows. So it was hosted on an office network under, under a friend of mine's desk. In, in when Oklahoma, I Washington. <laughs> when I ran out of when I ran out of bandwidth, yeah. I used I used Dyn.com and I had a uh, Windows machine that was underneath my desk that was yeah. connected to my. So okay, okay, we're really getting into the thick of it. Yeah, we are. So yeah. I yeah. I set up firewall rules that basically I map my entire ISP's network and I set up firewall rules that block them from being able to get to that machine just on a regular basis. So I had my media being served from this computer underneath my desk on my cable modem at home as a last ask of desperation to stay online in the early days. I would have to feed that for three or four days and before the ISP got suspicious of all this outbound traffic, and uh, and shut my internet service down. So, yeah. oh yeah, we've we've all done weird things. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's really funny because people kind of take it for granted now that things were <laughs> things are so easy now to do this stuff. And and a lot of the cable providers they they don't care about upload speed or download speed anymore. But um, back then, boy, it was it was like pulling. Uh, pulling water through a straw you know i mean it was dripping yeah thank uh, god it was uh thank god it was people were downloading the shows in the middle of the night when there was no traffic going on that was the yeah. only reason we got away with it you know so but i you know in this on-demand world today no way but i have to laugh though because i had a customer um and potentially a new customer come in at a commercial show commercial group and uh we're talking about their traffic needs and uh, looking at their data. They're moving like 80 terabytes a month. And I, you know, I gave them a very aggressive quote, and they just about they just about had a stroke. I'm like, yeah, this is the cost of moving 80 terabytes a month. And, yeah. and they said, well, well, we'll call you back. And I'm like, I'll, I'll talk to you later this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew the answer they were going to get when they went shopping around. And uh, sure enough, they called me back and were like, you're giving us a pretty good deal. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, but, uh, you know, even today you move that type of traffic. 
you know, 80 terabytes, I don't care who you are, what show you are, that's uh, your commercial show. That's going to be a you're going to have to use your credit card to pay that bill every month. Yeah, I was so. moving uh, I was moving probably two and three terabytes a day off of my network oh. back, in, back in those days. Uh, I mean, it wasn't just my show. It was a bunch of other shows that I was hosting at that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, yeah, it was, you know, I had to get my own uh, multiple T1s coming into this, into this co-location facility in two different locations. Uh- yeah. A T1 is 1.5 meg per second, folks. Yeah. It's <laughs> asynchronous, up and down. So Right. So traffic is going out. So I was basically saturating most of those bandwidth pipes continuously. Um, yeah. So it, it was, you know, I was streaming shows um, on demand. I was streaming shows live. Uh, I was also hosting probably maybe maybe about 40 or 50 other other radio shows on the platform. You were hosting the Tech Podcast Network live stream back yeah. when it was not yeah. even cool to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a lot of people tuning into that. Of course, I was trickling content out. I, it was only streaming at like 32K. Right. Um, and, you know, like now we're streaming this show right now on Spreaker at 128K. It just kind of yep. gives you a little bit of a – back then that would have saturated my uh, my ISDN line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get any other bandwidth out of it. So anyway, I know we've kind of stepped back in time a little bit, but but I just don't think people really realize how what the what the roots are of all this. And sometimes I forget about it too. I get so caught up in the in kind of what's happening now that I don't really think back on where where we've come and how far we've come. Yeah. No, I think my first realization, though, Rob, that. Uh, that bandwidth was expensive is when my CFO told me that we had to start doing bank transfers because it couldn't be done on the credit card anymore. And I thought, how much is our bandwidth bill? (laughs) You know, you're like, whoa. So, yeah. 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 And and podcasting moves a lot of traffic. So that's, you know, I think the, the community as a whole has no idea yeah, it's 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 an interesting model, but anyway. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. I think Rob and I've been here for. Uh, I can't believe know. my wife is. Yeah, my wife must be. De- she's out with her girlfriend shopping. Ah, uh, okay. And in Manhattan, do you know how dangerous that is? That is pretty dangerous, Todd. I don't even want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she said can i come out and join you for a couple of days and i'm like of course she works for hawaiian airlines i said yeah you can come out and she arrived the next morning and i was just like wow uh did you just get on a flight like five minutes after you asked me and she giggled and i think she was i think she was at the airport when she asked me but uh anyway so it's cool yeah she uh, she walks pretty fast too i'm sure she covers a lot of ground in one day so i'm sure she can make it to lots of stores todd with her credit with your credit card she's a, she's she's learned the beauty of lift walk they just get a lift and go from store to store oh is that what they do okay wow all right all right all right well i'd love to hear everyone's feedback on today's show if we don't get any feedback today then we know no one's listening is we get some feedback today. Well, it was an impromptu um, show, which is unusual for us, and we got some we got some comments and some feedback on the on the comment threads. So that's good. 
Well, good. And I appreciate inter- everybody that kind of jumped on and listened to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting emails. Definitely appreciate it too. Yeah. It's all so, good. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll see you all next right. time here on the new media show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.